Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. All right. So again, I'm Lou, and I want to talk to you today about emotional intelligence. I recently read an article by Mark Murphy, a New York, a New York Times bestseller author in Forbes magazine, which I found contains some great information that hopefully will be of value to you today. Emotional intelligence predicts people's ability to regulate themselves, manage others, and achieve success. Emotional intelligence is really just a fancy phrase, but really it's just about your interpersonal skills. Have you ever known someone who was smart, maybe even academically gifted, but just kept washing out everywhere? I'm talking about in their relationships, in their careers. Chances are they did not have good emotional, good interpersonal skills or emotional intelligence. There was a problem with how they behaved and interacted with others. Now, it goes without saying that if you are more sensitive to how other people feel, then you're going to be a better friend or better parent, a partner, or even a better manager in your career. Now, let's think about that. Emotional intelligence allows you to exhibit better control over your own actions. It allows you to interact with others in such a way that the results of that interaction are favorable to you, thus resulting in you winning. What's not to love about that? Five questions to assess emotional intelligence. They concern handling criticism, being open-minded, listening to others, speaking truthfully, and owning your mistakes. What to do if you don't have emotional intelligence is all lost if they're appealed you can take no to get emotional intelligence. You have to do what you do in any other area that you want to improve or master. You're going to have to practice it. With practice, you can change and improve your emotional intelligence and place yourself in a stronger position in everyday encounters. Now, you do this by working on five areas which are proven to be indicators of high emotional intelligence. Let's start with those five signs of high emotional intelligence as noted by Murphy in his article. Handling criticism. One of the hallmarks of high emotional intelligence is self-awareness. People with high emotional intelligence know what makes them tick. They know what they like. They know what they don't like. They know what makes them happy. They know what makes them angry. People with high emotional intelligence know what they find interesting. They also know what's boring to them. This type of self-knowledge allows them to accurately assess who they are. They know their strengths and their weaknesses. Now, we all have weaknesses. And people, and while people with high emotional intelligence, even people with high emotional intelligence, they still have deficit areas. And they always will, as long as they live and breathe. However, the value of owning even their weaknesses is that this knowledge brings value to their interactions. For example, 
a person with high emotional intelligence may know that they have trouble developing a budget. I'm talking about myself here because in my last job, I was over the budget. And I'm going to tell you, that was a challenge for me. It was a billion-dollar budget, and it was challenging. But if, now, if this is true, that if someone with high emotional intelligence, intelligence knows that they have trouble developing the budget, this is something that they know to be true. They have no problem readily acknowledging that to themselves. They don't work in a team and then act in ways to hide it, such as, for example, taking the credit for, uh, for the work of others. They don't react defensively when somebody brings this to their attention that, you know what, you have a problem developing a budget. People with high emotional intelligence, they hear the comment or criticism, they respond in an appropriate manner, and then they move on. So when people with high emotional intelligence make a mistake and get criticized for it, it doesn't send them into an emotional tailspin. They don't have a meltdown. It's simply a fact to be noted and analyzed to determine if further action at this particular point in time is warranted. Regardless of the exact nature of their reaction, people with high emotional intelligence, they don't deny it, they don't blame others, they don't make excuses, and again, they don't have an emotional meltdown. If you've ever heard people say, for example, that rule doesn't apply to me, or my performance was just fine, I'm not, you know, might bring the president to mind, but I don't have him in my spiel. <laughs> anyway, somebody <laughs> clearly it wasn't. Well, you've witnessed denial. These are folks who are defensive. They have fragile egos. They're simply not ready for feedback. They cannot hear you. They mm -hmm. are in effect saying, there's no problem. My performance was just fine. No, but if, if you don't like the results, that's just a problem with your judgment how you're, and not my performance. However, there is one instance that I want to make sure you understand that this doesn't apply. Like today. If you don't like this mini workshop, please know there's nothing wrong with this workshop. There's something wrong with you. And you might want to check that. Okay? We're moving on to the next slide. Open-mindedness. Now, people with high emotional intelligence, they're open-minded. They exhibit a willingness to try new things. They're open to hearing and considering new ideas. A high level of self-awareness lets emotionally intelligent people listen to a situation without reacting to judgment. They don't automatically dismiss ideas or opinions just because they're different from their own. This makes them a popular go-to person when there is trouble or issues or challenges or just when someone needs someone with a listening ear. They resist the urge to react in anger or voice judgmental statements when they hear a different opinion. They have learned to adjust when they are outside their comfort zone. However, don't interpret them as being willing to be dismissed or not considered. Do not mistake their open-mindedness for being a pushover. They don't tolerate personalities and they set people, they don't tolerate negative personalities, and they set people straight fairly quickly. Now, they're good listeners. People with high emotional intelligence are fully present. 
They aren't listening and just waiting to respond. They don't jump to give advice and they ask questions. They don't have an agenda. They separate emotions from facts and are able to focus on the facts of a particular issue. People with high emotional intelligence may purposefully remind themselves not to allow their emotion to impact their ability to hear what you're saying, to truly listen. They show nonverbal cues of, of engagements. They look you in the eye, they may nod their head. They may say, yes, I understand, or yes, I hear you. Now, for example, when your son, say Andrew comes home, and he's upset because he and his girlfriend broke up. You know, the girlfriend you don't like anyway. When he talks to you about how he is feeling, you resist the urge to tell him how lucky he is to be done with that little twit. No, you listen. I mean, you really listen. And if you listen without your own agenda, you may learn why he loved her. Or you may get cues as to how to best support him during this time. Or you might even learn the reason why he was even attracted to her in the first place. Now, that's all good information for you to have. And you get that information by being a good listener. Now, after you've listened to Andrew and proven what a great parent you are, you and your BFF can high five and go out and celebrate that later, getting rid of the little twit. Okay. Now, they also, they don't sugarcoat the truth. Emotional intelligence requires recognizing emotions in others, but this awareness in others doesn't mean shying away from speaking the truth or resorting to using tricks to try and soften the blow of tough feedback. Let's just be honest, we're uncomfortable with having on honest conversations, but we have to be able to do that. People with high emotional intelligence know that it is very important to have that their tough messages get heard. They don't send mixed messages and are willing to have frank, again, uncomfortable conversations. For example, if your friend loves basketball, again, I'm talking about me, and ask your opinion on whether you believe their maybe 4'11 daughter, who is a high school senior, the girl can't dribble, she can't shoot a basket, she can't <laughs> how to play defense, and they want to know from you if you think that she's going to make it to the WNBA. <laughs> now, you let her know that, you know, that, that that's really not likely to happen. You, you tell her that you might want to encourage her to move in a different direction, come up with a different plan. Now, when you do that, that doesn't mean that if your friend doesn't hear you, that, you know, you stop going to the games and that you stop listening when she shares her dream about her daughter. No, you listen and you keep going to the games. And when her daughter comes off the bench, you applaud her loudly the whole time she's out there. You don't, but just understand that friends with high emotional intelligence, they don't sugarcoat the truth. But when folks act in ways to let you know that they either didn't hear you or don't agree with you, you move on. 
And when their daughter, as dear as she is, doesn't make it to the WNBA and your friend is crestfallen, you act crestfallen too because you are a friend and you really do hurt when your friend hurts. They apologize when they're wrong. People with high emotional intelligence, they don't waste, they don't invest valuable time trying to prove they are right when they clearly know they are wrong. Instead of looking for excuses, they offer a simple, honest apology that lets them quickly get back on track. They don't let their error or misbehavior linger. They own their actions and their words. Again, they simply apologize. I was wrong. I made a mistake. And they move on. Now, hopefully, these five signs offered by Murphy will help you assess if you either have or are interacting with someone with high emotional intelligence. If you assess that you don't have high emotional intelligence, well, then that's great information for you to have as you decide how to conduct yourself when interacting with others. And again, it's just like anything else. It's something you practice, you work on. So check these five signs to see exactly how you're faring with regard to your emotional intelligence. That checkup may show you that, again, is something you want to work on. Now, and also, if you look at these five signs and determine that someone you interact with frequently could be in your, you know, in relationship, on a job, if you determine that this person does not possess high emotional intelligence, that's good information too, because it's going to tell you how you might be able to maneuver in that relationship more successfully. So now that you know the signs of high emotional intelligence, I encourage you to plot your course and win.